guys, welcome back to Off Topic with Caitlin and Linnea. And we are finally back from our little summer break that we took. Linnea has been off at camp and she's finally back. And I'm starting up my second year of college while she's taking just some time to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. Um, so, today's topic, we are going to be talking about what we've learned throughout this past summer and just um, whether it's through going to church or, I mean, Linnea spent an entire summer at, ch- at church camp, so um, I'm sure she t- took a lot of any sermons that she heard and stuff like that, but also just like the experience we've had and what we've gone through and what that's kind of taught us throughout this past summer. All right, guys, let's get off topic. All right, guys, as Caitlin said, this is going to be just a podcast about what we've learned about this summer, all the different experiences. It's definitely been a very fast summer for me. I was at Lake Ann Camp serving as a counselor for eight weeks. I was there, I think, nine weeks because we had two weeks of training. So I left June 4th, and then I came back home June, oops, August, not June. Just kidding. Dang, that was a quick summer. (laughs) Wow, a whole week. No, I came back in August, the first week of August. So I've been home for, like, this whole month. So it's been been really – Different coming back home after being, like, independent for a solid two months with, like, 70 counselors my age. Like, my whole friend group was there, became so many, like, became friends with so many people, um, built a lot of relationships and friendships. But, yeah. We um, we're planning on releasing an episode a little bit sooner, but we both had to just kind of get back in a routine with me starting up college, Lania coming back from camp, and her going back to work in her regular job and all that stuff. So that's why we waited about another month or so to release another episode, but we are definitely happy to be back mm-hmm. and recording again, and we hope that you guys are as excited as we are to continue the rest of this season. Season, and I think our plan is to end the second season in about January mm-hmm. and then take a little bit of time off and then come back for season three. Season three. It is so crazy. I can't believe it's almost been a full year. Yeah, of that's topic. right. Um, starting in what? just a few. Tomorrow. Oh, my God. Tomorrow. <laughs> well, when you're listening to this, it'll mm-hmm. be the month. It'll be uh, the month of our one-year anniversary of Off Topic, which Mm -hmm. we will have posted something by then about it. But, yeah, so that's so exciting. We had a fun little photo shoot where my boyfriend took our pictures. And, (laughs) um, yeah. It has been such a blessing. Like, I just want to thank you guys for listening and, like, all of our friends and family because it has been nothing but a blessing in my life and I know Caitlin's been so blessed by it too but I'm I'm so thankful that like Caitlin and I have that one conversation in like the coffee shop about why we give each other good advice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you to the boys who broke our heart because we would not be here without you. Without it, so shout out to you I guess. But the Lord has just blessed us and it's been such a fun thing for me being able to just talk about life like with my best friend and it's just been so cool seeing how the Lord's used it and We hope that you're able to take something away from every single episode Mm -hmm. and that we don't just sound like a bunch of gibberish and that (laughs) it actually makes sense. Um, No, I'm definitely grateful for this. It's a way for us to both have an outlet of talking about our faith and everything like that, which Mm -hmm. living in a small community can be a little bit difficult, especially when you're like me and like not an outgoing person (laughs) and feels awkward talking. But, no, I'm just so grateful for this, and I'm so excited for another year of Off Topic. And um, we're going to be releasing an episode for the one-year anniversary um, talking about what we've learned in the past year. of mm-hmm. Just, not, like, a whole recap. Yeah, not just about, like, the podcast itself, but also just in life. I mean, our, both of our lives have changed <laughs> dramatically. Yeah, definitely. There's just been... there's just, I can't even speak. There's just been so much growth in both of our lives, just, like... Independent, like individually, but also like in our friendship and just like the new things that we've experienced this summer. I know, and like I was talking to Linnea about something when I was at the fair, and I was like, Linnea, like we're growing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, we're not high schoolers anymore. We're not, we're little, not little girls, who little freshmen and sophomore anymore. Like that's insane to me, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like the things that we've been thinking about. Like <laughs> uh, my sister's supposed to be buying a house next fall. I know I've thought about 
possibly moving to GR a little bit sooner by myself or with somebody else because she pushed that backwards. But, mm-hmm. like, that thought and, like, getting in committed in serious relationships and stuff like that. And, like, that's crazy. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a little high school fling anymore. <laughs> like It's definitely new, like, starting a relationship and, like, learning what that looks like. And then Caitlin and her boyfriend just, like, being able to grow closer together. And it's just, it's just been such, like, a time of new beginnings I'd say um and just a lot of new learning experiences but yeah yeah. and a lot of and realizing that what you do now actually matters and will affect you because like in high school it wasn't that big of a deal but like now it's like somebody mentioned in my class today and was like yeah well grades used to not matter now they do so it's 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 a lot but you know Mm-hmm. It's also exciting at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so, with all that, just a little recap of everything, but some of, like, the first things that I wrote down for this podcast for, like, some points that I've learned from this summer was just find joy in the small things. Which is kind of actually, like, a point that I have. I said, <laughs> remember to stop and smell the flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, like, with that, like, with this summer, like, I went away and I was gone for two months. And so being away from my family, it was kind of tough, but, like, being able to take that time and trying to be intentional with the time that I had with my family, like that I could call them or I could go back on the weekends and visit, just like enjoying time going to the beach. Like one thing I loved going doing at camp was we would always go to like Corner Cone and we'd get ice cream or we'd go to like a little coffee shop. You'd watch the sunset, like bonfires, just like making those memories this summer and like not just taking it for granted. Like this is such a intentional time and special time for me to be in a place with other Christians who love the Lord, who love camp ministry, who like who want to serve God faithfully in like the ministry aspect of life. And so like just being able to take that time and personally, I definitely needed to do that this summer was just slowing down, taking time to realize that like wow, God's creation is beautiful. That's like a huge thing with a lot of our programs. It's just acknowledging like the goodness of the Lord. So that's like one thing that I've definitely learned a lot from this summer in like a different light. Like it's easy to be like, oh, I'm so thankful for today or enjoying this stuff. But just being able to intentionally think about like the small things that I can enjoy and just taking like just taking that time to be happy with people, I guess. Yeah, so as I mentioned, my was a point that I had, oh, my voice, excuse me, uh, was to remember to stop and smell the flowers. And so growing up, I feel like my life has always been chaotic in the summers because my family owns a concession business where we make and sell taffy and cotton candy and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, I've always felt like my life has always been like slightly more fast-paced and cluttered because I have to go from one fair to the next and then when I grew up I got a job and now I'm in college and so it's like there's so much more and I have a boyfriend and me trying to plan a time to go and visit Linnea when she was at camp it just felt so chaotic Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of the times whether it's in summer or in life in general we just get so busy and forget to just like stop and take a breath Mm -hmm. and to rest and not only to rest but like Take time for yourself to go and do something that you legitimately enjoy. Like, I don't know if I read this somewhere or heard it on a TikTok, but, like, someone said that a lot of the time we spend our entire time making money to enjoy our life but never actually take the time to enjoy our Mm -hmm. life because we're so worried about making all this money and paying for all these things, but then it's like we never actually enjoy our life. Like, it's just an endless cycle. And so... Something that I thought was that it's, I just think that it's so important, whether it's traveling, spending time with your people and your best friends and your family and your significant others and doing activities, enjoying all of God's creations, whether it's traveling or spending time with people or activities. I mean, in Genesis 2, 2, it literally says God created the entire earth, and he took a day to rest. Mm-hmm. And he's the God of the entire universe. He don't ever take rest. Mm-hmm. But he himself, by the seventh day, God finished what he had been doing and stopped working. He blessed the seventh day and set it apart as a special day because they, that day he had completed his creation and stopped working, and that is how the universe was created. Mm-hmm. He took time, and he took time to rest. Like Even the God of the universe takes time to rest. I think... We all need a little bit of time ourselves to rest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I definitely, like, with that, too, like, now that I think about it, for, like, when I did work at camp, like, my job is Monday to Saturday, Saturday morning, and so then Saturday afternoon by, like, 2 until Sunday night is, like, I get a day and a half of just me time, and it was so hard to prioritize myself and take time to just be with me, because obviously, like, there's FOMO of, like, everybody's going to the beach, or everybody's going to go see the Barbie movie, or things like that, like, I always wanted to be with people, but... There was one week where I wasn't put on a program to counsel, and I was actually, like, really devastated in the beginning. I was like, man, like, what the heck? Like, I'm here to be a camp counselor, but I was like, okay, God, I want you to help me to be available for you. And so that week, I was actually in Laura's crafts um, with my friend Olivia and Luke and Chris, and it was one of the best weeks that I ever had like this summer it truly was the week that I needed the Lord knew I needed rest because the next week I think I think I had juniors and so that was a very hard like fourth and fifth graders but I I realized that like taking time to breathe and to be was so valuable rather than just go 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 and it also gave me the appreciation for other jobs in like ministry positions so just because um You're not in a position of program directing or camp counseling or, you know, kitchen staff and things like that. There's so much value and importance that goes into those specific jobs. Like Olivia ran uh, Laura's Crafts so faithfully and so well. And, like, I just feel like sometimes it's just not acknowledged enough. And so being able to be put in that position of just, like, different leadership was so nice because I got a rest, but I also could take that time to invest in my, like, fellow friends' friendships. And so that week I, like, I wrote little love notes to people, like, to all my girls. I wrote letters and, like, to some of my guy friends, just encouraging messages because, like, when you have time to rest, also take that time to love the people around you and to love them well, because I feel like that's what God does for us. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is so dry. Um, but just being able to take that time to rest, but also invest in other people was a very big lesson that I learned from this summer. <clears throat> yeah, I think that rest is just definitely always super important, whether it's you're spending time with people or you're spending time alone. I think you definitely need a little bit of both because I know from, like, just spending all of your time with someone, like, I love my boyfriend to death, but after spending a week with him, I want, like, a few hours, even just a few hours. Like, I know, like, when you get married, you're going to be living with your significant other. You're going to be with them almost all the time except for like when you guys are at your own jobs but like even then sometimes you just need like a few hours to just sit by yourself watch have your own space like Mm -hmm. or like even like spending an entire week with Linnea when we went on vacation (laughs) And, and I mean I loved it enjoyed it but like going back to my house and having my own space for a little bit was definitely so nice and Mm -hmm. just being able to like rest by myself and not feel like (laughs) I'm constantly surrounded by someone and it's like just being able to okay so I'm annoying I get it no (laughs) not you I'm just talking in general I'm just joking you just you wanna you feel like you can't do anything you just wanna be by yourself and that's completely okay just remembering to not get caught up in that like yes being by yourself is nice sometimes but don't get sucked into it because I've been to a point where all I wanted to be was alone and it's Mm -hmm. like I just didn't enjoy being with anyone anymore when I was younger there was about a year of my life where I literally just was so overwhelmed and I started to take some rest but I got so caught up in like how nice it was to just (laughs) be by myself that I literally just did not enjoy or have the energy to be with anyone and so take time to rest but don't rest for too long Mm -hmm. and that don't just sit in it like rest and then go do something for the lord yeah i mean okay that makes me think kind of of like when you eat your food you don't want to just like quickly scarf it down (laughs) or like i i hate my boyfriend always does this he um never or never he always waits to get home to eat his food and sit there and enjoy it and like I've started to get better at doing that because I feel like it's like you if you're going to eat something at least something good like why do you want to you want to just scarf it down and quickly get it done (laughs) and over with like so when you take time to rest don't rush it but also like Linnea said don't just sit there in it and then you know never get out of it take time to rest and Mm -hmm. then start 
being productive again, which kind of goes into another topic that I had, which was to be productive. And what I mean by that is, like, you don't have to constantly be doing something every single minute of every single day. But even on your days off, I feel like doing something productive, whether it was a few loads of laundry, doing the dishes. But I feel like if we just sit there being lazy all day, every day, it starts to become a very bad cycle. And we end up wanting to be more and more lazy and start to let go of things whether it's taking care of ourselves or doing make sure we're doing our assignments for school or friendships and relationships we stop caring so much about it because all we want to do is be lazy all the time because we're exhausted but I think being productive can also kind of give you a peace of mind Mm -hmm. at least it does for me like I love having days off, but if I don't go out and do something, whether it's cleaning my room or, like, going to get coffee or doing laundry, I have to do something because sitting at home all day drives me absolutely (laughs) nuts. But I also love it when I have days off. Mm -hmm. So, like, just make sure you're being productive at least once throughout the day whether on your even on your days off but making sure that you stay productive and don't get caught up in being taking that time off and taking that rest mm-hmm. to just make sure you do something productive at least once a day that's something I've definitely learned this mm-hmm. summer and that kind of goes in like I wrote down from this summer like some things that I learned is to commit to things so like with that pr- productivity like if you're going to do something like in the bible it reminds me of James 5 12 it says above all my brothers and sisters do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. And there's like other verses like, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So it's like, if you want to be productive, if you committed to something and you said, yes, I'm going to do this, then do it. But don't just let yourself like say no to everything because you have your own personal stuff all the time. Like prioritize it, but also like be, be willing to like, say yes to some things and like commit to things and then make that a priority priority yeah. in your life oh my gosh <clears throat> that's actually something that the church that i went to i go to crossroads in grand rapids downtown when i stay um in gr with my boyfriend and um he was talking about how like three there was like three things sacrifice um money and all and something else that i can't remember it, it was all three S words, but um, he was talking about how, like, your money and what you do with it shouldn't, like, just be, like, you shouldn't keep it to yourself, Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be just either you save it for something or you spend it all on yourself. Like, you don't, we don't want to give our money to the church or do anything, like, with it responsibly. Like, we keep it to ourselves, and I feel like that kind of goes over into what you were just talking about like Mm -hmm. making sure you're not just like keeping it all to yourself Mm -hmm. and like your your life even though it's your life it's not all about you right like you've got other people in your life one thing I wrote down um was be real and honest with what you can and cannot give and so it's like if you cannot give up this time for somebody else or for like something that somebody's asking you to do that's okay like that goes into resting as well but also like be available <coughs> excuse me be available when you do have free time like rest take some time prioritize things be productive in that and then if you've got extra time if somebody's like hey would you like to do this with me like sure like why not and be committed to that like in relationships and friendships like that's the biggest thing I've learned is like learning how to balance schedules and commit to things like with yeah, work and, and it's not just um it's not just a one-way street relationships mm-mm. are 50 50 so like you making time means that they should also be making time it shouldn't mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. mean like you taking off a day of work to go and spend some time with someone and then you go and ask a friend mm-hmm. to hang out and they're like they never take off a day it's like it's it's supposed to be a 50 50 thing so like it shouldn't be like your significant other or your friend is taking all this time off for you because that's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think with everything, that kind of goes into, like, valuing friendship. That was another point that I had is, like, with the friendships that you do have and the relationships that you do have, be 
very intentional with how you love them and like you're gonna understand and see who your true friends are like really fast like I know Caitlin and I we were we met at summer camp we became really best friends and like we kind of took a little break because of like some hard things that we went through but we were still friends and we like always stayed connected and then like the Lord brought us back into each other's lives like at the perfect time and so Caitlin and I prioritize time together we take time to record these podcasts we take time to have like girls days and things like that and like I value that so much because it's hard finding a good best friend like that and it's hard finding a friendship that is honoring to the Lord that wants to encourage you that is like your biggest cheerleader like I just oh my goodness I can't talk today I just feel so valued and honored by Caitlin and how she loves me and how she treats me and like in the Bible it talks about like how like when you have what is it when three people come together it's like the cord is not easily broken and so like finding your group of friends and being able to like be real with them that's something that was super important to me this summer like vulnerability with people and being open and honest about your feelings and, and make like, sure you're doing it to the right people right like, obviously don't open up right away or anything like that but I think and once you find the right people <clears throat> it's it may be hard sometimes but it's so worth putting in that effort and mm-hmm. it's like you know and you want to have a god-honoring friendship I mean Going into what I had just said about like your life isn't you're you're living your life, but it isn't about you. It, it's supposed to be a God honoring life. You're doing things for God and not for yourself. Like anything that you do, what you do with your money, what you do with your time, how you treat people, how you love people. Like it's not supposed to be how you want to do this, how mm-hmm. you want to do that, what you want to do with your money, what you want to do with your time. It's all about what God wants and what what is going to benefit and show the 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 goodness of God in everything that you do like you don't want to be selfish with your time your money mm-hmm. any of it it's it's supposed to be selfless mm-hmm. and like I just think it's so important like and then when you can like do that with a friend too it's like when you can honor the Lord together like that was the biggest thing I learned like this summer like being at camp I'm surrounded by people my age and I built so many strong friendships and relationships but it took time to like get to know people because like obviously but like having two weeks of training just gave us time to like break down the awkward like barriers have like the icebreaker games and then go through two weeks of intense training and then have like a fresh start trip which was we go rafting for three days and that's where like so many foundational friendships started for me this summer and those people were like my brothers and sisters from like day one well and the nice part about with summer is like those people are going through the exact same thing you are like half i mean you already had people from the year previous but and some of those people might have known a few people too but there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of people you don't know and have to get to know summer yeah so it's i think that's really nice to know that you're not going through that alone Mm -hmm. they're experiencing the exact same thing you are though they may have like a different thought and you know they may go through it differently than you are but you're going through the same mm-hmm. thing that they are that was that was like really big too like last summer i had no idea what i was doing i was like i don't feel adequate to be a counselor like just the fears of life and the first um like quaker fire we had it's like a bonfire with our teams that we had for staff training um there was what this one girl and she's like i just everything she was saying was exactly how i was last summer and so there was a lot of like insecurity and vulnerability like in that circle and it was just so beautiful to see us like we prayed for each other and we came around each other as brothers and sisters in christ um <clears throat> and after our like bonfire was done i went up to her and i was like can i pray for you because that like stuck out to me so much about like you opening up and being like honest and vulnerable with how you're feeling because that's exactly how I was and like the Lord just gave me that opportunity to pray over her and we became like pretty good friends this summer and it was just like so beautiful seeing how like how I don't know it's just I think it's just so valuable to have like good Christian friends and like now that I'm outside of camp it's really hard like I will not lie I've cried quite a bit about missing my friends and like feeling that loneliness again because yeah I still have them but I'm not living with 70 people every single day seeing them constantly to now being back home in my small town like I've got Caitlin and like you know it's just 
it's hard though because I'm not like with them. But even with that, like I've been trying to be very intentional with my communication with people. Like that's another big thing is communication this summer. That's been a huge thing. But I want to take time to remind them that I do value them and their friendship. And like I've called like four of my girls, like, and it's just been so encouraging. So I would say like valuing friendship and learning how to love people the way God loves is such a beautiful thing to, I don't know, just take a step into of like learning how to do that. Yeah, I think that's that's really important in making sure that, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people, you'll you'll be friends with them and you'll see them and you'll be like, oh my gosh, we need to hang out soon mm-hmm. or we sh- we'll keep in touch. And then <laughs> it's like either a one-way street or nobody contacts because nobody wants to be the first person to do it because they don't want to get shot down. Mm-hmm. And so like just making sure you're putting in that effort when um, you don't always have the the dis I don't know how to say it but like when like with Linnea she has friends who live in a completely different state and so like making sure to keep that communication is definitely a lot harder Mm -hmm. than if somebody were to live here or even like when I was in high school it was a lot easier to be like see my friends every single day but now that I'm out of high school and any of the friends that I'm still friends with out of high school they all went off to like um universities and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and I still go to a community college right now so like them living so far away it makes it a lot more difficult to be able to keep in touch with them especially with their busy lives but making sure that you're still making time for them and letting them know that they're cared for Mm -hmm. and that um you're always there if they need someone to talk to whatever Mm -hmm. definitely um another one i wrote down was thank god for everything i know it sounds like a smaller thing but it's like i've learned that being thankful and having a heart posture of like just offer the Lord is very it's like so impactful um and it's like I don't know it's just so cool seeing like the beauty that God has put in our life like thank God for the coffee that you got this morning because it gave you energy or like it's just the small things like that's kind of like finding joy in the small things too but like be thankful for everything that he's given you Good or bad. Good or bad, yeah. Like, that's another thing, too, is, like, I've realized from, like, last summer to this summer, like, how much I've grown as an individual and, like, how I view relationships, how I view friendships, how I steward friendships with people, how I've grown, like, there's just so many things. And, like, I didn't, I wasn't able to acknowledge that until I went to camp and somebody else acknowledged it in me. Because, like, sometimes you don't see your own personal growth. And so I was, like, so thankful that, like, the Lord gave those people the words to speak to me to encourage me. I don't know, like, if that makes sense at all. But just being able to be thankful for the opportunities the Lord's given me to serve in ministry, to serve in camp, to build new friendships, to be a camp counselor, to, you know, be a youth leader. Just there's so many things, and it's it's so easy to forget to, like, be thankful. And I think that's something I still need to work on a lot. Like, definitely, it's just being thankful for um the thing that the things that god has given me and not just like overlooking it you know yeah because i feel like a lot of the time at least for most people who get like the simple things in life and can have them we forget that people don't have that like i mean my my parents are i've been married for over 30 years now and some people don't get the benefit of having Mm -hmm. a home and some some people have their parents have been divorced multiple times to other people. Some people don't have a mother or father figure or parents at all. And mm-hmm. so, like, I get so frustrated with my parents sometimes about what they say or what they do. Yet, I forget, like, some people don't get that blessing. Or even, mm-hmm. like, having good parents. Like, I feel so blessed to have grown up in a home that I did. Mm-hmm. And even though they're a little bit more strict, but I knew they, they were doing it for the right reasons and because they cared about me. Mm-hmm. Or being able to go to community college and have that opportunity or just to go into the, the career that I want to go to. Some people don't have a choice in what they do with that. Mm-hmm. Their parents basically make them. And, I mean, I know people who their lives are basically run by their parents. Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't speak up for themselves, which, I mean... It's just hard, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not completely their fault. It's hard when... 
I, I think I can understand as to why they don't, but at the same time, it's a 50-50 thing where they don't speak up for themselves, mm-hmm. but I also know that that can be very hard, especially when it's your parents and you don't want to let them down, so you do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Another one that I um, that I really learned this summer was be consistent in your spiritual walk. Um, that's a very big thing. Like obviously, like at a summer camp, it's a Christian camp, so everything's like based off of faith and Jesus and growing and you're speaking to your campers about why they should be reading their Bibles every day and why consistency is important and like as a counselor you are working 24-7 you are consistently consistently working you're always being there for your campers you're being there for your friends you're being there for like the people around you and so it was very hard to prioritize time like you're exhausted it's tiring but one thing I really tried to do this summer was taking time in the morning to just be in the word and be Um, intentional with the time I had with God rather than just letting my environment be my relationship with the Lord. Like, I don't want to just be in a relationship with the Lord and have, like, I could go to chapel two times a day. I did that for, you know, five days a week. And I hear worship music, and I worship the Lord that way, and I'm speaking gospel truths to my campers, but am I truly living that out? Like, am I just being a hypocrite? And so that was something that the Lord really put on my heart this summer was to not be hypocritical and not just say, okay, when you go home, make sure you read, you know, this book of the Bible and do it every single day. And I'll be praying for you. Like, I truly am saying that with like the biggest hope in the world for my campers, but also I need to listen to what, like practice what you preach essentially. And so that's one thing that I've been really trying to work on because it's very easy to come home from like any sort of camp and have like this little camp high of like, everything's the best. I'm so on fire for the Lord. I've got all these new friends. And then after like a month, it just disappears. It's easy to like put in that time and that work when it's easy. Yeah. But it's not so easy when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And like when you're away from all that and you don't have somebody keeping you accountable. Right. It's like um, when I do online classes, like it's very hard to get myself to go and sit and do the work on my computer where it's so much easier to do it when I'm in a classroom because somebody's keeping me accountable. But I think that doing something like that, doing online classes, like keep it, it helps you to learn how to do that, how to mm-hmm. keep yourself accountable. Like you don't want to be a flaky person. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to know. You want to, you don't want to be known as this person who's just constantly going to be like, oh, are they going to show? Are they actually going to do this? Right. Like they say they will, but they probably won't. Like you don't want to be known as that. Not only like in life in general and the things that you do as a friend, as a significant other, as a worker, but also like as a Christian, like you don't want to be known as a flaky Christian. Like mm-hmm. um, I've seen this TikTok. I love, I don't know whoever's listening, if you've heard about Zach Bryan, but I love Zach Bryan. I went to his concert this summer. But he came out with a song, and I keep seeing these TikToks where it's like, oh, you're so pretty, and then it goes over to another photo. Oh, you're so kind. And then the next one, it's like, I see God in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is something that I think is so important to be known by. Like, you don't want someone to walk up to you and be like, oh, I I didn't think you were a Christian until Mm -hmm. you started talking about your faith. Like, you want to just radiate Jesus, whether Mm -hmm. it's, like, you talking about the Lord or just acting how he would, like, being kind and being generous. Like, something that I've been working on a lot and I think I've gotten a lot better at is being understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, um, excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. Um... (laughs) Lene and I were talking about um, taking photos for our one year and stuff, and she had stuff going on and, like, being understanding that she has a life and that she had plans with people that she didn't get to see as often. And so just being understanding with people, that's something that I've definitely learned this summer is being understanding. Mm-hmm. I like, agree. Like, we're not perfect humans. We all have things, and it's like, treat others how you want to be treated type of thing like Mm -hmm. when you have something come up and all of a sudden you can't do this because it's like a legitimate good reason you're not being a flaky person you want somebody to treat you with kindness and compassion and not making you feel terrible because you couldn't do this Mm -hmm. or something like that like you don't 
you want to be an understanding person and not just so that people would treat you that way, but that's just how Jesus is. Mm-hmm. He he always comes and he meets you with compassion and understanding, knowing that you're not a perfect human, that life happens. And so you just want to treat other people like that. I think, you know, treat people how you want to be treated is definitely a huge thing, mm-hmm. too, because that's so important. Like, I mean, how would you feel if somebody treated you the way you could be treating a friend? Right. Or, like, you know, if you're in a relationship and you're just being flaky to them, mm-hmm. like, how would you feel if somebody was doing that to mm-hmm. you? Like, It's we, like... You gotta, like, especially, like, being in a relationship is learning how to understand, like, they have a life, too, and they're gonna be busy, and they have their own friends, and, like, I have a work schedule, and, you know, he has his own things going on, so just learning how to, like, value the time that you do have together versus just being like, well, if I'm in a relationship, we have to be together all the time, or... Like, they owe me this time or this or that. But, like, that's the biggest thing I've been learning, too. Like, even in friendships and stuff, like, being away from people is, like, let's set a time, like, once a week. Like, hey, let's try and call. Or, like, just, like, reaching out and being the person to, you know, be willing to step out and branch out and, like, welcome them into an opportunity to talk or to have a FaceTime call or to schedule a day. Like, Caitlin and I try to schedule times. Like, we work together on it, and it's not just one person doing one thing. And, like, I I feel like being understanding is just so, such, like, a genuine thing that a lot of people struggle with doing. Like, even I, like, I struggled with it this week. Like, I got annoyed at, like, my siblings or family, and my dad's like, you need to be able to listen to them and not get so frustrated at their misunderstanding of your feelings. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you are correct. Like, I <laughs> I need to practice what I preach because it's, especially with siblings, like, we're all adults now. And, like, learning how to work together and not just get, like, annoyed at each other when we don't understand. So it's just taking that time to communicate. I feel like understanding and communication go hand in hand because how are you going to be able to understand what they're going through unless you take time to talk? Exactly. Like, my boyfriend can't just read my mind and know (laughs) how I'm feeling. And that's something I used to struggle with a lot was, like, I always... After a while, I would shut down and not want to tell them that I was upset. I would just kind of sit there, and I'd start to get anxiety, and I'd just fidget with my fingers. Or, like, like I just felt like I couldn't breathe, and I would just keep it all in. And then they wouldn't know that what they were doing was hurting me. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, obviously that comes from some, like, trauma of sharing how I felt and just being, like, treated terribly about it and, Mm -hmm. like, told that basically— that my feelings didn't matter, that I was a terrible person for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you want to have having a good, healthy friendship, relationship, and even, like, even in the workplace, like, mm-hmm. communication is so important. I think we've had, I think we have an episode on this, <laughs> and I definitely recommend go listening to it. And it's just, it is definitely such a huge factor in relationships and so that are so important like even with god like when you prayer mm-hmm. i mean that's your way of communication like <laughs> obviously god knows everything that you're thinking but like that is just so important is having that prayer and asking him for this and thanking him for the good and for the bad because the bad leads to the good i mean we i'm i think we i was listening to one of our old episodes about how mm-hmm. like Lynn was like, oh, I just, I was so cringy when I was younger and all this stuff. But it's like that, that you wouldn't be here without that person. So it's like going through the bad times. And I know everyone says that, but like going through the bad times, you wouldn't be in the good times without. And you wouldn't even know what, like, I, I've, I've said this a few times, I think like without the the good and the bad, it would literally just be a straight line. Like, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have your ups and your downs. There would be no up. You would just kind of be, like, moderate your entire life because you wouldn't know that there was something worse. And it doesn't give you the opportunity to grow. Like, you can just be strong in one thing. You're just a robot at that point. Right. (laughs) And, like, when you said, like, pray, like, prayer, that was another big thing. I wrote 
Pray with faith. Pray, pray, pray. <laughs> pray, pray, pray. My note was pray with faith, not expectation. Oh my gosh, I have a sticky note that, okay, that's this, it's not exactly what you said, but I have a sticky note on my mirror because I have a few sticky notes to remind me whenever I'm getting ready every single day. And it says pray, and this goes into the next episode that we're doing that I have written down. Pray with faith and not fear. Mm-hmm. Like, don't pray because you're afraid something's going to happen. Pray because you know God can do something. Mm-hmm. And I f- swear, I feel like I do that all the time. <laughs> and I'm trying to so work on it. Please help me. Yeah. I'm like, I, like I remember that when I was going through my breakup or when my friends were leaving me and I felt like I had no friends. Mm-hmm. Like, or like even when like things had fizzled out with other guys before in my past or, you know, I changed um, my career and everything like that. Like, I feel like I was constantly praying to God because I was afraid of something mm-hmm. and not praying and thinking, like, okay, God has got this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that is such, I don't know where I heard that from, but that <laughs> is such an, a huge thing that I'm working on in my life. And I think that's something so good to remember is to pray out of faith and not out of fear. Don't don't pray to God because you're just afraid something's going to happen. Right. Pray to him and talk to him because you know that he has got it. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that, sorry, that was a little side note. <laughs> little I interrupted you, but I, I think it's, it's something that I've just grown to be really passionate about, and I try to remember every single day. I think it's like, I, like, praying was a huge thing. I think prayer is so powerful, and, like, last summer and this summer, I totally saw that, but, like, even, like, when I'm away from camp or when I'm out of, like, my happy place, in a sense, like, being able to pray with faith and not, like, I don't know, right now, even, like, in the stage of life that I'm in right now, I truly don't know what I'm doing, and that's just kind of, like, a common theme in my life is I know that I don't know, and it's frustrating. Like, it's truly so frustrating because, like, I can go back to my job. Like, I'm so thankful. I didn't know what I was doing when I was coming back, and the Lord offered me, like, five job opportunities, whether that's, like, with childcare or another, like, job, like, like working at a boutique or working at the coffee shop and things like that. So, like, I came home with fear in my heart of, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And the first day of work, a lady came in asking me to babysit her kids, and I was able to babysit. Like, I got to reconnect with her again. And then another mom texted me about child care. And then somebody asked me about, like, working at this boutique. So it's just like, okay, God, like, I see your goodness, and I need to, like, thank you for that. But I said, um, we know God answers prayers, so we have to have a heart posture of trusting God that God will provide what we need, sometimes um, not what we want, because God knows and we don't. And so I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and that's totally understandable. I mean, just because you don't know what you're doing with your career doesn't mean, like, you're alone. Like, right. I, I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. I am ready to move away from... I'm ready to go to Grand Rapids and not be living in Montague anymore. Yeah. And figuring out when what to do, like, living-wise. And I, I'm also at the point where I don't want to work where I'm working anymore. But I, I live in a small town, and it's very difficult to yeah. find jobs that pay a decent amount and give you that availability that you need mm-hmm. along with benefits. Like... I get paid 13 something at Wesco, but I could go somewhere and get paid like 16, but I might not be getting the benefits and I have to drive there. Mm-hmm. And so like trying to figure out what to do in that and just trusting God and praying every single night knowing that he'll let me know what to do and not to just like instantly go and choose what I want to do and what seems easiest, but mm-hmm. trying to understand what God wants for me and what's best for me. And trying to figure that out because that's super difficult. Like mm-hmm. living in a small town, you don't really have a lot of opportunities. <laughs> it's, like nothing. it's either you work at like fast food restaurants, some like boutique coffee shop or, or coffee. boutique where you get paid very not a lot of money unless it's like a super rich small town. <laughs> and um or you've got like big factories. And I'm like, I don't want to go work <laughs> at a factory. And my dad was like, Oh, you could work uh full-time at this job and get paid a crap ton of money I'm like I can't work real-time I have school Mm -hmm. and so like just trying to figure all of that out and I'm like I can't not work like Mm -hmm. people that cannot work and go to school and I don't know you are blessed (laughs) literally blessed like I don't know how people can do it like 
Um, I know someone who literally their housing is paid for, their schooling is paid for, their groceries are paid for, their parents do everything for them. And I'm like, what the heck? Not only that, but I'm like, where are you going to go in life? Like, you have learned nothing. You're 21 years old. And, like, I'm not trying to bash them, but, like, that's another thing. There's a value in hard work. Exactly. And I... I always say this, that hard work is so attractive. Somebody that's just straight up lazy. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Like, I'm sorry. If <laughs> you do nothing next. with your life, that does not make me want to mm-hmm. be with you or be friends with you. Like, that just shows that you don't, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not trying to better yourself or anything like that. And I, so, yeah. Hard work. Hard work. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> I know. I got, like, a couple more things, but we'll try to wrap it up. Another thing that I said was set healthy boundaries with friends, with the activities that you do, with the relationships you have, with your time. I think, like, we've done a whole episode on boundaries before and, like, talking about that. But, like, make sure that, like, with a friendship, if they're not valuing, like, the way that you love them or that you appreciate them or like how much time you're putting into that set a boundary and say you know this is how you've been acting and this is a step I need to take back from you and that's okay and like same things like even with the church if you go to a church and they're asking so much of you and like obviously you love the Lord but sometimes you just have to say no to things like that goes into that like topic of commitment of like Find your boundary and set it as far out as you need to. Like, I was just talking to my really good friend, Michaela, about this, especially with, like, relationships. She's like, there's going to be things that, like, you learn (laughs) in life. And, like, what we learned at camp is, like, set the cannon far out. So it's, like, don't be saying, okay, this is the brink, and if we cross it, like, oh, darn. How how close to the line can you get? Right. So, like, set that boundary so far out so, like, you both have, like, this understanding. And try and stay as far away as as you can. Don't try and... I've heard this before (laughs) in, like, with relationships and, you know, having that pure... Whoa, why does it sound weird? (laughs) Having that purity in relationships, like, you don't want to get as close to the line as you possibly can like I mean obviously like you know with that stuff there's certain things that are okay and certain things that are not but like you don't want to get as close to that line as you possibly can like Mm -hmm. that's not the point of the boundary it's like (laughs) you're basically basically there there at that point you know so it's it's if you're doing that you're basically just setting that boundary to be like hey but we didn't do this yeah And and it's like you know it's like I don't know. I think making sure you stay as far away from that boundary line as you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like sometimes you do it unintentionally, but like right. it, and making sure you take a step back and be like, okay, whoa, like we got too close. We need to. I mean, I we've had that before in my relationship with my boyfriend, where we were like, okay, we're getting too close to this line. We need to take a step back and. Mm-hmm reevaluate and be like okay we probably shouldn't be doing that or like how somebody's treating you like right with like friendships even it's like you don't want to be as close as to mean as you can like you don't you you know you know what i mean yeah it's like with that is just set that boundary of like this is where it is and like don't set it to the point of like Oh, you know. It's just on the other side of this bad thing. Right. Like, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, one thing I've definitely valued. Like, like I was talking to one of my other friends about, like, that with, like, even with friendships of just, like, this is how I've been treated. And, okay, so you're going to take a step back and you're going to learn from it. And, like, okay, amazing, because now I've protected myself from, like, getting hurt in different ways. Yeah, you want to be like, how close can I get to pushing Linnea like, over the edge? <laughs> don't not do quite. that. <laughs> Don't push the name over the edge. <laughs> Not quite. And I, I mean, it's okay to get... I think it's safe to say that it's okay to, like I said, getting close to that line and not realizing it as long as you take a step back and reevaluate yourself. Right. Like, you have that ability. Like just You because have a conscience. You like, mess, just because you mess up doesn't mean you can't take a step back and be like, oh, like, I don't want to... Like, I feel like a lot of times with, Christ, with being a Christian or, you know, being a follower of Jesus, a lot of times... Times I feel like people are like, oh, well, I did this and this in my life, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not true. Just because you messed up or did something does not mean that, like, God doesn't still watch you. You can't fix things. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how it works. Like, you know, people who are like, well, I used to, you know, use drugs heavily or, like, um, 
you know, I've gone past that purity line in a relationship and where, you know, I don't have that special thing with my future husband or my future wife anymore. And so it's like, so what, what's the point in it? You mm-hmm. know, it's, but that's not true. It's, you can mess up and still try again. Right. And like the Lord forgives and like he, it, and that's it's what you like, should do too. <laughs> it's like, ask Lord for forgiveness and then you can get like redemption and like there's so many different things like the Lord can provide that forgiveness for you yeah it's not just with God it's with Mm -hmm. friendships too that's the whole point of being like a Christian is to shining God through yourself Mm -hmm. and like showing that and showing that forgiveness and that understanding you know it's it's I mean, this is kind of just tying everything in that we've said throughout this episode together about relationships and stuff it's it's so important to be like God mm-hmm. and to have that communication and to have that understanding, to have that forgiveness, because we're all human. We mm-hmm. all make mistakes, but just because you make mistakes does not mean you can't try again. This mm-hmm. isn't a one-shot test or anything, you know? We're yeah. not... I mean, even, what is that, the SAT? You can take the SAT again just because you mess up. Don't mean, I know, like, some, it's it's hard. Sometimes you don't have. Like, life isn't just like a, you messed up, you're going to hell. Like, you messed up, you're not going to be able to get case, redemption from this. In that everyone would be going to hell. Right. I mean, we all deserve it, yeah. But guess what? Jesus came and saved us. Anyways. <laughs> um, just your daily reminder. <laughs> just your daily reminder. Jesus loves you. Um, I'm almost done. I've got a lot of things that I learned. I've got, like, two more. Um, but one thing that I really, really, really loved learning this summer is listen to hear and not to fix. And so with that, it's like listen to understand the people's problem and like be there, be present and be willing to just sit with somebody for a while. Like, but don't you don't have to have an answer all the time. You don't always yeah. have to fix their problems. You don't always like, especially with like counseling, like that is what you're doing is you're listening to your campers' lives. You are taking an intentional one-on-one time. And then you get to like write how they would benefit from the church or benefit from having a mentor. Like what do you see like them needing? And then you get to tell them that. And then you, you it's just, I don't know, being able to take one-on-one time with somebody and like, understand their heart and understand their life story and like learn about their testimony and just listening and not always having to be like okay well that is so bad that you struggled with that in high school so maybe we shouldn't be a partier and like just walk away from it like okay that is true but also like don't just yeah. hammer them over the head with you're a sinner you're gonna be like you're not gonna succeed like don't try to fix their problems with like a prideful like I don't know, like, don't come across it as, like, oh, this is what you need to do to be better. But one thing is just, like, just listen to understand and be gentle. And then if they ask, like, how should I be doing this or what do you think I should do? Like, obviously, like, the Lord will speak through you in that moment. And God used me, like, he used his words through me this summer because there were so many times where I had no idea what I was going to say. And so just being able to, like, pray over them and give them encouragement, but not letting that be my words, but, like, having the Holy Spirit be the one speaking through me was so cool. And, you know, it's hard when, like, all you, like, as a person, I love fixing a problem. I love making sure people are better. Like, there's campers yeah, that... Yeah, and I mean, you don't do it out of, like, a bad thing. Right. You just, you want them to be better. And, like, but understanding that sometimes people just don't want to be you better. Just, oh, no, my well, gosh. Well, not just, just that. <laughs> not just that, but, like, they don't want you to just straight up fix their problem. Right. Sometimes you just need to be that person to just sit there and listen mm-hmm. and be like, it's going to be okay. I don't know what to do, and neither do you, but, you know, God's got you. And just be there to be that shoulder to cry in, to mm-hmm. have somebody to vent to or, you know, to cry to. You know, understanding that you don't always, unless someone is, like, actually being like, hey, I don't know what to do. Can you tell me what to do? Help me out with this and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, then that's a different situation. But like, I mean, I mean, I've been there before where I feel like sometimes people are always trying to fix. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm having a bad day, like I feel like they're just trying to constantly be like, "Oh, what can I do to make this better?" And I'm like, "I'm not doing. I don't want yeah. you to make it better. I just want I just you to sit you to there and here. listen yeah. and be there for me." And like, you know, and that just goes into like companionship and needing people mm-hmm. because like. We don't need people to fix our problems. We just need them to be there for us. Mm -hmm. Like, you realize how much you need people when, like, you don't have them. And that's, like, 
I don't know. You don't have anyone to talk to. It's like it's hard. I mean, I mean, you have God to talk to. There are literally moments where I sit, I'm driving in my car. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, <laughs> what's, what's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> what, what are you doing? And like, obviously, like we have that, but it's like when you don't have anyone to just sit there and comfort you while you're crying at your lowest moment, mm-hmm. you realize how much you need that. And I know people are like, oh, I don't need people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some girl in my class today that was like, I like dogs better than I like people. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, dogs <laughs> dogs don't really do what humans do. <laughs> and, you know, so it's having someone in your life, no matter who it is, whether it's a family member, a friend, a boyfriend, a colleague, someone, having someone to, you, you just feel comfortable talking to. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I don't know, it's just so valuable having people being there to listen and, like, listen with, like, a gentle heart and just be willing to, like, hear what they need to say. Because sometimes it's hard, but it's very, I don't know, it could mean something so much more to that person than what you could ever expect Mm -hmm. it to be. My last thing (laughs) is rejoice in your sufferings. Caitlin, don't even. She just celebrated. (laughs) I've learned a lot this summer. Sorry, my head hurts. (laughs) Rejoice in your suffering. So this whole summer, um, Ken Rudolph and Ken Riley talked about this. The, Ken Riley is our, um, he's like the director of camp and everything. And Ken Rudolph is our senior high speaker. Um, and he's been there for like tons and tons of years. So he's been there, like always been the speaker and he's just incredible. Um, but this whole summer for me was rejoicing in my sufferings. I know I talk with my hands, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm just bored. I'm like, this episode's getting a little long. (laughs) It is long. But I wrote down, this is my entire summer. There were so many moments of struggle, pain, hurt, exhaustion, and so much more. But taking joy in my trials and suffering um, was the best thing that I could do for me. Choose to love, to be kind, to care, because it shows your genuine heart and character. And I think that's the biggest thing, like, the Lord taught me is, like, in Romans 5, it talks about how, like, suffering produces, like, endurance, and endur- endurance pre- produces hope, and, like, we can have hope in the Lord, and, like, I'm doing a little Bible study right now. It's just, like, talking about hoping in the future and not giving up when it's hard, and that's something I have to constantly remind myself to do daily because I am struggling with, like, that hope of knowing what I'm doing with my life, and, like, I I just feel, like, I don't know. I'll be honest. Like, I cried about it on Monday. I had, like, a little breakdown, and it was... It was so hard because I couldn't see, like, the potential that there was, like, in a situation or things like this and that. And it's just, okay, like, yes, that's hard, but also, like, I'm going to look at it and say, okay, Lord, I'm clueless and I'm lost and I'm frustrated and I'm emotional and I'm tired and I don't know what I'm doing. And this is, like, it's a trial, but I can rejoice knowing that you have a better plan in store for me. And so, like... That's just been one of the most, like, pivotal things that I've learned this summer is just learning how to rejoice in my sufferings and rejoice in the things that I don't understand because I know God is going to fulfill His promise for my life and that I can have hope knowing that He is, like, a good Father and He has a future for me even when I can't see it myself. Yeah, and I think that with that, it's very hard to have hope for the future if you don't actually not acknowledge mm-hmm. what you're dealing with so like acknowledging that you're going through this something that it's hard that it's difficult but not sitting in that and be like just like letting your life be like oh, i'm just going through this and it's so hard and let that be your identity in it acknowledge it that it's there and that it's difficult and be like okay even though that it's difficult. God has got me. Mm-hmm. I just want to read this verse, like the last thing from Romans 5. Um, but it says, it's Romans 5, 3 through 5. It says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, per- perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so knowing that like the Lord is providing for us even when we can't even see it is so beautiful to me but it's it's God's love and it's given to us through the Holy Spirit and it's like a free gift that we can accept because he's good for us and he is good to us and he loves us um 
But yeah, that was a long episode. It's about an hour long. But I just uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening to this. Um, we've definitely learned a lot. There's been a lot of personal growth this summer from last summer to now. There's been a lot of um, new experiences, new friendships, new relationships, just so many new things that both Caitlin and I have been able to experience. And if you relate to any of it, I hope that what we said could be encouraging to you. Or if there's anything that you guys like took away from this episode, we'd love to have you guys reach out and message us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Caitlin will tag that down below like a queen, like she always does. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been a time of growing. I just turned 21, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm an adult now. What? A real life adult. Um, so old. <laughs> I got Lenny the best birthday present. <laughs> she did. She's very sweet. But yeah, it's just been, it's been beautiful to see how we've grown up from last year to now. And little how, 15 and 16 oh year olds goodness, too. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> for little, I'm gonna be 21 in, or 20 in February. 20. Like that's so. Crazy. It's crazy. But, but no, we're so thankful for all of you guys that listen and support us and just allowing this to happen. Mm-hmm. And a huge shout out, which I know we don't shout out very often, but a huge shout out to Linnea's dad for mm-hmm. letting us use this podcast room here and letting us be able to do this. I, I I mean we wouldn't be we out. wouldn't be here without it. Yes, yeah, so a huge shout out to Linnea's dad and whoops and to all of you guys that listen. The past year has been a Incredible. huge ride. Mm-hmm. It's we've got our ups and our downs and our own struggles, whether it was with the podcast or our lives personally. But we are just so thankful for you guys to be here and supporting us. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.